you just have pitched like a conversation topic because now it's improv and I'm freezing up. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to fucking uh, God, did I, that's how fucking bad I am at this shit. That's fair. That's I think gotten a lot better over time. It's kind of like exposure therapy if it was for exposure something that you would not have to face in your day-to-day life at all otherwise the gain is only for another person to release a product also move closer to the microphone (laughs) probably just want to move your chair the chair is as far forward as the chair is going to be hi we're doing this in person again and we're we're working the kinks out just a little bit this is this 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 is what is going to work for the chair because uh there's a table like there so that's uh yeah, I don't know if we've matured or what, by the way, but there is just way less crosstalk than the old in-person recordings, and I'm really happy about that. No, it's been good. I think we're just uh, we're just getting better at this just because we've been doing it for long enough. Yeah, unfortunately, when there's a weird honking or screeching sound, there is just no alternate track to cut to. Well, that's why we record this at my place, because I live on the slightly quieter street. Like, you've got an avenue, you know, 50 feet that way. Not only an avenue, Sam. We've got a hot initial D racing circuit. I don't understand why people are like this in our neighborhood. (laughs) Fucking Kelly's Tavern. Jesus. It has to be some kind of compensation because they're in New York City, which is supposed to be a cool place, but they're in Bay Ridge, and it just doesn't make you cooler to be in Bay Ridge. I I think that was where where the dude from Saturday Night Fever was from. Like, they were from Bay Ridge. Oh, cool. That's him. Are your neighbors the dude from Saturday Night Fever? Or are they a pair of Republicans who just shout vagaries about how they're voting for taxes? A number of them are, yes. My landlord. But that's why I'm here. Who lives on the first floor. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there when I fucking moved in, but there was just this, that yellow snake flag. I remember the yellow snake flag. I lived in that apartment with you for about a year and a half, if you remember. It is just a special artifact, and my eyes are just drawn to it every time that I enter that fucking building. <laughs> in fairness, I think it's her kid's. Who she's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. I remember I, I stalked her Facebook page once while we were living there. Mm-hmm. There was not a single thing on her Facebook, you know, likes, all of that fucking thing, right? Like her Facebook activity likes, whatever, that had anything to do with anything other than mass media, entertainment, whatever. I don't know that she even votes. She's one of those people, and I always feel mean when I describe someone this way. But there really is a strain of person. I think they take up about 20% of the population mm-hmm. that you cannot convince me are alive in a philosophical sense. <laughs> you cannot convince me that the net of their thoughts and experiences. I've been learning about the difference between idealism and materialism mm-hmm. um, because I'm, I'm listening to a series on the, uh, on the Russian Revolution and uh, materialism has a whole lot to do with you know what Marx was on about. Is this revolutions again? Because at this point this we is, should be asking for fucking ad money. This is, this is revolutions. All I can do is just keep plugging it. Um, I think he, he took a hiatus in April, I'm pretty sure. I'm working my way to why because I'm not there yet. Um, but I have to imagine it had something to do with a pandemic and b. The name of the episode was "End of Part One." Um, oh, I. <laughs> He's just gonna rebel- do every South American one. He just did the one. He just did the one. It was just big. Just big. It was just a really fucking just roll tide. Well, just the South American. I don't know the Boulevard shit. All of the shit that Simone Boulevard got up to. That was what he sort of because. 
it all happens over the course of one man's lifetime. He has it sort of all, you know, part of that. What a fucking run that guy had. You know, um, I learned from Mike probably Duncan um, that he rode further on horseback than probably any other person in history. I did not know that until you told me it. I was considering pretending it already knew when you said it the second time and really just being that person you want to talk to a bit less than you do, but I think I'm improving as a person. I think you are too. But my, let's test that theory. My ice cube is melting weird. Let's test that theory that I've improved as a person. Sure. Because last week, mm-hmm. I got hit by a fucking car. Mm. And this week, mm-hmm. I got dumped by a theater kid. And I miss that car. Do you want so, to talk about it? A little bit. I want to get over it the adult kind of way. Spiteful petulance. Because there is one upside to the plague, and it's that Broadway is dead. If that seems insensitive, then you should write a song about it. Theater kids are the second most disposable group in America. Right behind theater adults. But save the hate mail written on playbills. I won't read it. I'll be watching a movie, the medium that replaced you before we were born. (laughs) But don't worry, plays will come back. Just like mass shootings. Only, at least one person enjoys themselves at a mass shooting. (laughs) But Denard, you're a comedian. Don't you love live audiences? Maybe. But hate is much stronger than love. Do you feel better now? I feel fucking awesome. That was great. I'm going to do that every time something goes wrong for me. You know, I'm glad. I Honestly, I'm happy for you. Like, that was a... I'm going to just pretend that I don't know as many theater kids as I do. Well, it reminds me... Of what a philosopher named Bad Luck Fale once said. Fuck him. (laughs) If you are into theater and out of work, or not into theater and out of work, or your job just sucks, or you're a human being alive in 2020 that hasn't voted in certain patterns, I actually do feel for you. Yeah. Broadly, yeah. I don't really have anything for this. Um, this is this is getting to you know like a improv being my weakness. But I did have some stuff for this week's show. Oh yeah. Segue. Speaking of love, everyone, this week's show is Kanojo Okarimashu or Rental Girlfriend or Rent a Girlfriend. Translations are weird. This show. Needs a better title. Or maybe, no, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. Uh, because <laughs> I went into this. I went into this uh, pitching basically a hate watch to you. Or maybe you pitched it to me. This was supposed Sometimes to be Sometimes we watch. fuse into one mind, and that mind wanted a victim this that week. One, that mind did want a victim this week. And uh, for the first six or seven minutes of this show, probably not even that much, um, for the first couple minutes of this show... That was that was what was watching this episode. That's what we were doing. And then this stupid fucking thing happened that happens sometimes. And uh, it's frustrating at first, but then I learned to be all right with it. Where this show is actually kind of good. 
So we got Tai chi And we got Tai chi in a way that specifically only comedic series can do. Because I was taken from laughing at the show to laughing with it. And I almost resented it when I was in the middle of episode 3. Laughing at something saying, you motherfucker, you motherfuckers, you took this from me. I was supposed to have a hate watch. I was supposed to do that thing on this show where I get really fucking tired with the state of (laughs) anime in the world. And I'll start talking about it like it was just another thing that failed or was... But no, no, this was good. Yeah, this, we, this was just a good show. I, I'm gonna, all right, I'm gonna be a little bit vulnerable here, I guess. Not vulnerable, but you know, full disclosure. I totally thought that this was gonna be full of like pointless, stupid anime bullshit, and it ended up being like a pretty solid, you know, character-driven relationship drama slash comedy, whatever. With a, um, I believe the term among dipshits is dramedy. Drama. With a pretty compellingly shitty protagonist. Like, I like this kid. He's, um... He's like, if Natsuo... Um, no, no, he, I can't compare him to Natsuo, because Natsuo is this unholy fucking demigod. Um, Natsuo is one of those post-volcanic perforated statues that people stare at at museums and look vaguely haunted. And you leave your date at the Met saying, Hey, are we... Are we cursed are we? now? Are... <laughs> So that was a fork in the road of the joke. <laughs> that, was, that was a little bit of a fork in the road. I don't know. I'm thinking about relationships right now because that's what this show is about. Should we get to the premise or am I leaving? I feel like I was setting something up and now I'm kind of leaving it hanging just a little bit. Um, yes. No. So this this uh, this protagonist, right? All right. You found him compellingly shit. Oh, we were supposed to have the oh. Wikipedia page open. Oh, um, I believe he's Kazuya. Let me double check that. Kazuya, yes, yes, that's completely correct. His name was Kazuya. For the first couple minutes of uh, this viewing, you know, the main joke that I was making was, Kazuya! <laughs> I don't know what pact you fucking signed to get that pitch. Uh, it's... I can't maintain it for very long, and it's way lower than I used to be able to go. Oh, no. Are we going to break through glass now? <laughs> see, see, it breaks really quickly. I can't do it too many times in a row. Isn't this how Pokemon lower each other's defense? <laughs> I thought the Screech lowered one's special defense. Um, Poke nerds, feel free to correct me. You're supposed to be poking nerds. I think it's defense. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Screech lowers defense. So I was expecting a, I guess, way more stock vein of humor. It's not that it's very inventive humor, but it's just the word workmanlike has been used a lot. The character writing's there. The, the character, character writing's, writing's there. there. The jokes are funny. Um, every... The jokes are funny. In the density of what can be known as anime bullshit it stops at a hard seven no it stops at um the the most anime bullshit that we get from this is just a whole bunch of fucking coincidences that you kind of like sort of take and that's more because, of an international like, that, rom-com problem yeah it's 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 you meeting this show where it is and i'm fine you know taking all the coincidences and being like okay fine Fine, this happens. Uh, because there's quite a few of them. They ran a bit far for me, but I wouldn't say that it ruins the show. I just d- no, I mean, do it's, think it's, that at, it, the, at the launch it's just saying, okay, okay, we're here. Well, it's part of the formula. You sort of, you, you sort of have to, you know, 
these things are built on you know dumb coincidences that get everyone into this mess and then what gets them out of this mess is you know their character development that's you know just how rom-coms work Mm -hmm. um and the starting point of this character is emperor virgin and i was really worried that this is going to be and maybe it partially is Maybe deep into psyche it is, but it's not done in a too cloying way, so I kind of rock with it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when I prod at things like, you know, the average romantically oriented isekai, mm-hmm. I say, wow, has the standard for, like, what a personal fantasy is fallen this low? Because in this show, the concept is, you know, it's called Rental Girlfriend. And the inciting offense No, it- it's not. It's called Rent a Girlfriend. Oh, I'm sorry. It's called Kanojo Okarimashu. Whatever the fuck... <laughs> Rent a girlfriend. He rents a girlfriend. He gets... They're not sugar babies. It's it's a slightly different social construct, but... And they treat it like it's a thing in real life, which I'm sure it is. It, it, it is. People do do it in okay, that's Japan like and other places. Japan thing? Cool. I think we were mentioning at some point that like, Japan and America should never, ever, ever catch on to one another's weird idiosyncratic customs. Oh, I believe it would combine into this three-armed demon. It'd be that bad. It'd be life. real bad. But the closest thing we have is Sugar Babies, which is way more of a hooking light scenario than the emotional pull-string teddy bear that the Rent-A-Girlfriend thing is. It's honestly the first anime I've ever watched that um, tried to portray uh, sex work in a light that was, um, like, it to put a human face on it, I guess. I mean, when you pick a concept, we're going to spend that much time with it. You either do that... Or you're going to start sucking real bad real soon. Which I guess is one of 46 things that went wrong with... God, I can't remember the name anymore. Whorehoppers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, interspecies Reviewers. Uh, interspecies Reviewers. Ishozoku Reviewers. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. This is a better program. Okay, a lot of programs are better programs Most than that. Most programs are a better program than Interspecies Reviewers. And Kids- if you think differently... <laughs> You're a fucking virgin. Fuck you. <laughs> Not necessarily a virgin. You could also be a sex criminal. You could have had sex. It retroactively isn't consensual, but let's move forward here. I can't make a noise that tells you that I'm biting my fist right now. <laughs> we go very softly here at Wee Woo Hell. We're very, we're very considerate of various creatives and fans' feelings. It's all about good taste. Good taste and dignity. Always dignity. But yeah, the the inciting incident is essentially this guy washes out with a girl. <laughs> See what I did? See what I did? Sorry, I, was, I am oh, fucking wait, wait, wait. hilarious. We tied this all in. You know, there was seeds early on in the episode, and now we're now we're reaping what we have sown. And he hires this girl, and I was kind of fucking worried about the show at the outset, to be honest. I think part of it is that it honestly really does just sort of sprint through trying to just put the basic comedic blocks in place the character blocks whatever and that a lot is asked of you at the outset of the show yeah um but once you have given it that um the payoff is i i, I feel quite worth it uh the, the the joke writing on this show for instance is uh pretty pretty up there it's 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 good it's real fucking solid again like you were saying it workmanlike workmanlike i would say it's um Spiky implies it gets worse than it does, but it's more... 
I don't think you so much laugh very consistently throughout Rental Girlfriend as much as it will just spike hard three or four times. It'll spike hard up there, like real. I I remember I actually we had to pause it once or twice. Yeah, uh, because because it was really funny. It's not a thirty rock in that you will not get a killer every point five two seconds, which is kind of how I like to write comedies. But I totally understand there are other methods. So. There are some jokes that are a little more stock or fall a little more flat, but I really think that this show, in the aggregate, in its first four episodes we've watched before so far, is quite fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they will do, you know, occasional just dumb little anime gags that kind of have to be there just because they do. But then you'll get this great fucking gag. Like, all right, so a little bit of context. Uh, this the, the show starts out with him being dumped by uh, Kazuya as the, uh, the character. Kazuya! Uh, Kazuya is the name of the uh, of the main character. Uh, he gets. I love life. He gets dumped by his girlfriend, Mammy. Mommy. There's no comfortable way for me to pronounce her name, Mommy. Um, I because... prefer Mammy, but that's because I don't have the black thing hovering I'm over not, me. I'm not, I'm not gonna pronounce it like that. And Mommy sounds weird because I'm not Puerto Rican. Um, so do you want to go with MM? Is she mother's milk? No, I'm just gonna say Mommy, and I'm just gonna feel kind of fucking weird about it. That's cool. She's kind of a weird character anyway. She's intentionally. Intentionally. Oh, that's ah. some different shit, huh? huh? Anyway, um, mommy dumps him uh, at the outset of this series, like two, two or three seconds into this fucking thing. In his post breakup depression, sees fit to hire a uh, rental girlfriend, which is not quite a prostitute sex work it's 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 different it's it's like it, it's it's you basically pay like, them to, to act out all the emotional shit the run emotional on proto date dates with you i'm sure yeah. in the thrusts of them there are people who do that but the social construct itself seems to more be the incredibly sad experience of having What's, someone walk it, around it, it, trying to be attracted to you. it's it's like um they're not a sex worker they're a romance worker if that makes sense yeah like that is the that is the uh that is the labor that they're doing um right so so he um wikipedia probably page, still needs to carry mace page, please wikipedia page please oh you mean chizahara chizahara there we go um so he you know he ends up hiring this uh i'm sorry chizuru mizuhara chizuru mizuhara um man that's that's more name than we usually get on this show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he ends up hiring her as his uh, rental girlfriend. They go on a, you know, pretty standard generic date. It's um, an aquarium, which seems to be way more of a thing in anime. I like aquariums. Baltimore has this cool one. No, no. Going to aquariums is normal. I'm talking like the aquarium date. Oh, yeah, I've never gotten an aquarium date. We want to because there's seals there, and seals are great. But, uh-huh. A, the Coney Island Aquarium is like, there's, there's an outdoor portion, and it's starting to get a little bit colder, and B, um, you know, crowds. I see, I see, man. I want I should go to the zoo before winter kicks in. But, yeah, aquarium date, and then there's a second go-around. And then the 4chan part of his psyche starts kicking in. Oh, man, he... And not in an unaware or unquestioned way of the show's part. Like, he is having a verge out. Yeah, he's he's doing the fucking crying Wojak thing. Yeah. And he's starting to go on these little rants during a date, like, how could you sell your emotions this way? 
And she rightly dresses him down for it, you know, once they <laughs> they find a quiet place to, uh, to speak. And that was basically the, what I was waiting for in this episode. It wasn't at all surprising that she is um, much less... Um, well, that she's much, much more less human. Stepford. Well, yeah, that she is much more human in, you know, her actual personality than, you know, she let on during these, you know, essentially fake dates. I mean, I think three people have been born in history who had a Stepford wife personality hiding under there. And I think two of them were murdered by serial killers who saw an opportunity. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> I'm really going for it today. I feel, we're spending more time on the premise here than we usually do the, the point being at one point uh the two of them uh shenanigans ensue uh they need to keep pretending to be a uh, couple because they were witnessed by people from their personal lives uh being a couple even though they weren't uh there's a whole big thrust in i don't know if it's gonna be the entire show but at least in this opening arc there is a lot about the dumb shit people do for social proof yes uh and pride and shame you know, just motivating people to do the things that they do. Pride and shame. Wanting a hot girlfriend the way one wants a car that can achieve a certain speed in under 30 seconds. Yes. Anyway, the two of them end up at a mixer together, which is this thing that I guess happens in Japan. Mm-hmm. I, I just... I, I don't remember going to any... I mean, there are college parties, certainly. They're all college students. I know students. adults in America do do similar things, but it's not a teenage thing. Oh, they call them cocktail parties. They call them cocktail parties. There are speed dating things that are like death that I have seen people go into of smiles and come out of changed. Yeah, they, they never sound like too much fun, I gotta tell you. <laughs> I'm kind of impressed by the premise, and I do want to meet the men or women who... Their sense of personal branding is sharp enough that they can just fire off a 40-second summary of themselves, say, you want this, all this, and it works out for them. I just don't know what I would spend that 40 seconds doing now that I'm thinking about it. I... You're the more verbose of the two of us, so I can imagine that being a real challenge. And even though I'm relatively pithy and laconic, I think that my poisonous sense of irony would lead to me spending at least 30 seconds of the thing fucking around i think i'd be bitching about the will ponds and see who bit because <laughs> like there's gotta be wait they thing. have to be into the mets i don't know that's what i'd think of <laughs> it's like it's a starting point if nothing else anyway they they're gonna meet an alcoholic who's super into the fucking vets and that's just gonna be fine for you during the speed dating thing I'm getting God, I was trying to build up I was we were trying to work our way to the gag that sold me on this show it's been right, like 20 right. minutes we're having fun we're having, we're fun. having fun uh so what what uh what sold me on this show because I was like oh this is a little bit more clever than I was expecting but it's I, I still wasn't you know into it yet what sold me on this show is when his ex shows up at this mixer, uh, to his surprise and uh, not disgust, horror. His, his, his to his surprise and horror. Mm-hmm. And about a half an hour or so into said mixer, she starts airing his fucking dirty laundry about mm-hmm. their relationship in like a Just- really big TMI way. And then there's this great little bit where it cuts to her drink. And it's being empty. <laughs> and I fucking lose it. 
And that's when I decided that this was a good show and that I was going to keep watching this show. Just I the started... ability to construct a gag like that. I am a stubborn fuck. Mm-hmm. I knew inside that I was warming up during the whole party scene. But the moment where I surrendered was the Peep Show Beach. Now, I don't know how many of you know what Peep Show was. <laughs> this was a British sitcom that, in theory, is about two young guys in a city. But it's really about self-inflicted emotional pain. <laughs> oh my god. Everything that has called itself a cringe comedy after Peep Show is lying it's to you. It's a fucking liar and a pretender to the throne. And there is a gag in the third or fourth episode of this program. I don't know if it'll top it. Maybe it will. Maybe it just seems to be part of the formula. Mm-hmm. That just reminded me of Spies. Because some spies in mass media had a suicide tooth. And if I was him in this scene, I would have just... Broken the fucking suicide tooth, yeah. My teeth will be digging into my jaw to uh in brief to curry favor with his ex who he's now deciding that he's trying to impress and win back he openly announces to her all his friends and his you know supposed girlfriend <laughs> Mm-hmm. that they were considering breaking up and then he kind of like eyes his ex a little bit to see her fucking response to this we had to pause a little bit because this scene caused us physical pain dude dude it was it was the the peep show barbecue all over again i was that the i don't use this word because it's it's not a great word and i don't like using it but i'm pretty sure i paused the series i paused the show paused the episode and yelled pussy in <laughs> Like, you remember, I did do that. I can't remember remember if it was that moment or another one. I'm thinking it was that one. I think we started out with adjective plus simp, like hyper simp, omega simp, during the restaurant. I fucking scrolls in my pants song from Phineas and Ferb (laughs) as this fucking thing went on. That beat was the fucking melody, bass, and percussion of this show. I think when the term simp first became just a thing in the public lexicon, I was wondering what the fuck is a simp? And then Morgan was like, remember Mordecai from uh, from regular show? That's a simp. That's a simp right there. That was their uh, uh and now now line. we have an even better example. Kazia. Kazia. <laughs> Why is it this easy? I thought I was an adult. I thought things had to have setups and punchlines to make me laugh. They did, and now they're doing it again just because you know what that, what the reference is to. I don't know. It's a really funny delivery. That's, Fair enough. A lot of what works about Konosuba is very, very simple. It's just a fucking, just like, blue-haired girl who's drawn like a regular bishoho, except, no, she has absolutely no dignity and is screaming. It's pr- it's pretty great. It's just, like, it's simple. So when it comes it's to like this Kazuya... It's like a cat in water. <laughs> when it comes to this Kazuya... And fucking rental girlfriend. Rent a girlfriend. And fucking rent a girlfriend. See, was that that hard? Yes. So when it comes to this, Kazuya, it taught me something. Kazuya! It taught me that inside of every man, mm-hmm. there are two primordial forces. <laughs> One is Kazuya, and the other is Future. And until you find a balance between these two, 
<laughs> you will never have a healthy dating interaction. Okay, so for those of us who were avoiding pop music like the plague when Future was big, uh, explain what you mean by Future being the equal and opposite of Kazuya. Future is simply the rapper who introduced the uh, line slash concept, she belongs to the streets. <laughs> Which, you know, is a mentality. It certainly is an option for walking around the world. But it doesn't necessarily come recommended. I think I was I was saying something earlier about how there's something compelling about how shitty Kazuya... Kazuya! How, about how shitty Kazuya is. It has to do with this complete lack of self-respect that she <laughs> seems to have. Uh, obviously, there's something that I find relatable about him. I'm looking for what it is. I, I think it's... um. I think that they do something really kind of relatable in so far as just being at such a fucking low point in your life that you start doing things that you'd never even considered doing had you an ounce of self-worth in yep. you. But you don't have any self-worth right <laughs> now because, like... That has been taken from you. <laughs> taken, but you've also given it away. He and you're is... aware of the fact that you've given it away. He reminds me, and you have to switch the vice. Mm -hmm. And the guy listens to the other primordial force. Mm -hmm. But if you switch the vice, he reminds me of Riley Freeman. Like, Riley wants to be that dude. And he will just continually and obviously ruin it. His life and day in the attempt to be that dude. I'm trying to honestly figure out what specifically motivates this guy. What specifically motivates Kazuya. It's not... It's the it's intersection of loneliness, status, and... There's some amount trolling of trolling for giant. You know, that's the thing. There seems to be some amount of less present in this, but less than less than you would think. It has it has less it's to do composite. with it. It has less to do with animal lust, his motivation, and uh, more to do with uh, what he thinks he wants. It's no, it's it's good. Now, this is really it's it's good character writing. Um, is is what I'm kind of getting at because there's a there's a big you know like you know when you read about you know screenplays and stories and how to write you know either of them you know this, this idea of the lie that this character believes right, uh, and he believes one or two of them honestly. Um, and uh, you know acts in accordance with you know I need to you know. I need to fulfill this thing because this will finally make me happy, right? Um, and as as low as he sinks, right? As simpy as he fucking gets. Mm -hmm. um, that is identifiable and interesting about him as a character. I was pleasantly surprised by, I guess, the creator's attitude towards the character and his behavior. In my perfect comedic world, I think I would have taken all of them to the moral abyss. But what he does is good, too, in that he is sympathetic to the guy's virtues, but he's really just hammering. This is fucking sad. Look <laughs> look at this. Why? I think, I Why? think if we'd taken them to the moral abyss, this would be more of a Punch and Judy thing. Which, Not that I have any issues with a Punch and Judy. I mean, that's what fucking prison school was, ultimately. Mm. Uh, but this isn't prison school, and I do not think that it necessarily should be. 
yeah, I can appreciate the range of things in the world. Not everything has to be attuned to my specific and warped, and I'm just going to get those fucking theater letters, aren't I? Whatever. My specific and warped sense of humor. I feel like there was a third linchpin get. Oh, oh my god, I don't know how I even talked about this. There's this whole sick grandma plotline. I'm not even going to explain the plotline. What's important is that his grandma's sick, but she is fucking hilarious. <laughs> She's really great. <laughs> I don't know exactly what it is. It's it's very much a je ne sais quoi that she has. She just she yeah. just has such a fucking psychological lock on him and seemingly his entire family. There was this weird dual blind thing with her where she totally just gets his whole thing, but also will just believe the bullshit he tells her because she wants to fucking she, believe. She wants it to be true. Though. She wants to believe that he will have sex before he is thirty. I like how. They don't tell you that he's still a virgin outright. They sort of do. But you know... The heart. It knows. But do they? Well, his friends call him virgin all the time. Like, But that, that, that has nothing to do with anything. Like, I'll call you a virgin right now. Whatever, virgin. <laughs> Fucking virgin. See, see, it doesn't actually necessarily mean anything. When Virgosaur. You're like... <laughs> okay. Virginian. Virgosaur. Virgzard. Virgstoys. Virgitude. Oh, I kind of like Virgitude. If you mm-hmm. walked into one of these mixers mm-hmm. and one of your, I don't know, top two exes was sitting in that mommy seat, what do you do? I thought we agreed that we wouldn't do this bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a funny response to you for you. I'd fucking leave. <laughs> I'd fucking leave. I'd get the fuck out of there like a coward. <laughs> If there were an available window, yeah, that would be my like my method of egress right God there. Da- Goddamn, fucking Dark Knight Returns Batman here just makes for the window, huh? And if there was no window, then yeah, the wall would suffice. Most buildings <laughs> built after, you know, 1950, give or take, are made of shitty drywall anyway. It wouldn't hurt that bad. Oh, man, I'm really... I'm really fucking imagining just the fucking you say run thing play. <laughs> uh, and it, it would hurt. It wouldn't hurt that bad, but it hurt. Uh, but I'd be gone now. I'd be gone. I'd be through the. I'd be through the wall. Um. Oh man, because I have. I have some interesting fucking options for you. You've got who would be sitting there? Dozens of more options. Am I exaggerating right now? I I, I, I mean I know, know. I thought you were, when you were telling a fucking joke, so it kind of works anyway. Okay, all right. So I'll, I'll, no I'll... one cares the actual number of people, which is all right. You see, now this is a podcast, so it's going to sound like I'm either talking myself or putting myself down. So there's really there is no winning number here. What's important is that I am really attractive for the first month, <laughs> and then <laughs> things start going awry. You gave me, like, a politician's answer just now. <laughs> or I ask you a yes or no question, and then you'll, you know, you'll start providing context or something. <laughs> well, look, what's important to understand is that we can't let extremism impact how we evaluate our ex-girlfriend statistics. I got out dental floss just now. I don't really know why. Don't yeah, I thought you were going to fucking grope me or some shit with that. I was thinking, man, was I that bad with that question? No, I, I just... There was some dental floss, and I got it at... Go ahead. (laughs) 
the reason that question interests me is that I'm only, I only really interested in the answer to one of them, which was the whole wild two-year sort of sort of a weird green card kind of scenario. Did I just confess to a felony on a podcast? I might censor that. Or am I thinking of what the fuck's going to happen? Well, not that green card. <laughs> uh, she'll figure her own shit out. I mean, she won't, but I'm not running an agency here. <laughs> But I think what I would do, I think I would just sit in that chair because mm-hmm. I would I ne- I would need to know what happened next. Because and I think that's what draws me to this show because I just need to see that depths moment. It doesn't matter if it's me, if it's someone else. I just want uh, uh, preferably someone else. I want that memory in my banks, and that is what makes us stronger. No man, that's what keeps us up at night. <laughs> I need to, I have, I have a pretty exhausting job. I need to have like a a decent night's sleep. I don't need that shit on my fucking Okay, okay. Maybe came back haunted starts looping in your brain. That's very possible too. See, if I throw myself through the wall, there's um a chance that I hit my head really hard. I pass out. <laughs> uh, my memories of the entire night are kind of fuzzy. You know, and people tell me yeah, yeah, your ex was at that party, uh, and then you threw yourself through the uh, through the wall, and then I'll say, "Yep, sounds like that party went about it as well as it could have." Let me tell you the path of emperors. You take that seat. You're, you're about to be wrong. You take that seat right in front of them. Mm-hmm. Still wrong. You make eye contact with their best friend and them, <laughs> and with the most pleasant smile you can manage. How have you been? I work at X now. We are going to mechanically walk through every phase of this conversation until one of us kills ourselves. And I I know just enough of your psychological profile where I am 75% sure it's going to be you. Why do I bring this up? That's not the same number that I came up with, but go on. Because I... Because I had that happen at a reading. And I shuffled my papers mm-hmm. and waited in line, right in sequence before them alphabetically. And people did not know why I was laughing at my own dramatic story. <laughs> was, was, was there some payoff beyond just the emotional catharsis or... Her mom was there, which is weird because her mom lives in India. And I'm there staring at my ex-girlfriend slash technically legally ex-wife's mom. And it starts off of her trying to hold the dagger stare. And then I sort of go from like sweeping across the audience to just seeing what happens if I sort of lock the look in on her mom. <laughs> And her mom cracks first. <laughs> what was what were you reading? What was I reading? Oh my god, this was relatively old. Oh, it's that story I was in that science fiction contest for. What the one about the comfort liberty robot? points. Okay, Liberty Points, okay. No, no, not the one that we wrote together about the sex robot. 
in which, by the way, can you tell that we were reading fucking prison school when there that came out? There will be a purgatorio. There will be a purgatorio where I do a dramatic reading of that uh, of that short story. Please. I'm seeding that episode now. Please. It has nothing to do with anime, but I think you should just... I think the level of just sexual offness within that creative work... Can I just claim was influenced by our anime? I think I borrowed from anime when I was contributing to this... I think there's a prison thing. school thing behind the uncomfortable sex in that thing. All right, I'm gonna take us back <laughs> to fucking rental girlfriend. Rent, I'm sorry, rent a girlfriend. No, Steve, the joke only works if you get it wrong every time, and I correct you every time. Jesus Christ! <laughs> but yes, the grandma in this it's is a revelation. Abbott, it's like an Ed, not Abbott and Costello, but I really appreciated that mommy has. She is about 60% of a bunny boiler personality. It's great. She's actually, she's this really realistically written bad person. <laughs> uh, and, and you become more and more aware of how much of a bad person she is just as this goes on. Uh, like just because, because pe- again, there's verisimilitude to her character. Like, you know people like her. <laughs> uh, and the, the more you get to know her, you're like, oh yeah, I do know people like you. Mm. I try to stay the fuck away from them. Mommy is a species. That still sounds fucking weird. I think that's how you actually do it, though. I think it's mommy. No, it is mommy. Again, there's like... I don't know. It's like if a character were named Daddy. It's the same fucking thing. I don't, I don't know, man. Great. I don't feel great, like, saying that. I don't know, man. Mine's dead. What am I implying? That I dig her up? <laughs> it's... F- oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> You made the fucking joke. I did. <laughs> this is this is like no no. I'm leaving you in this place now. Hey everyone, like... welcome to uh welcome to Come Town slash Red Scare <laughs> featuring Denard Dale and Sam Lego. <laughs> anyway, so you read some of the manga? A little bit of it, yeah. Does it uh keep the balancing act going? New stuff is added in um to shake things up. I think they don't waifu gallery it at all, but they do introduce some characters that i feel um don't necessarily need to be there as much or seemed to be there like in a way that you make it sound like it's a harem but not a waifu gallery which is a distinction that tells me i've been watching anime for way too long no the fact that there the fact that there is a distinction it's not my fucking fault (laughs) it is the world that has gone mad not i (laughs) I see you're back to your Dark Knight Returns Batman ways again. You've got to imagine someone with the sort of scraggly long hair making that sort of bicep folded, karate chop forward pose jumping from the second story of a building in Brooklyn. <laughs> and he's about to fucking break his legs on the way down because he's not fucking Batman. He's just a fucking grumpy fucking anime hipster. <laughs> Sometimes I I think about that, how our claims to fame are basically sci-fi writer, because we've done that, and anime hipster, because we've done this. It's not a waifu gallery. It's just like, there are a couple of of girls for you, right? (laughs) Uh, And I've, again, I've watched, read whatever too much to his anime manga. I have consumed too much of it i've become too cynical where um after a certain point in a series where all of the beats that are there 
you know, are already there, right? We don't. We we really just need those characters at that point, and then they add another, uh, you know, another character design. Sorry, another character, um, but really, another character design. <laughs> I see less the character, right? I see less for you know wants needs as a person, uh, so much as a uh, kind of like a line of code. If that makes any sense. Dude, you can totally see the puppet strings leading to an editorial meeting. Like a puppet strings or just, you know, the target demographic. Like, again, it's, um, oh, I remember. Remember in The Matrix when, um, the dude at the console, right? It was a different one in every movie, I'm pretty sure. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, he's talking to the dude at the console, you know, about like, so how do you interpret all those green lines? Uh, and he's like, oh, no, it's, it's like once you get good enough at it, you know, like, see that one, that's a redhead, that one, that's a brunette. Uh, it, it, it's basically the inverse of that. Um, uh, when, when you were presented with, you know, waifu gallery characters. The world is just rendered in those green lines. I definitely can feel that. And I'm glad that at least thus far in the limited range I've gone through with this program, I've read ahead in the comic because I had terrible ads to write this week and I sold one. I know what's in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. It's making the world a worse place. I mean, I'm, I'm really sorry. That is that is, that is the somewhere out there of your profession in Brooklyn. Two guys are hosting advertising hell, and they're saying, "What kind of worthless fuck wrote this? <laughs> this is not someone listening to his inner future." I was about to parrot the uh the tagline but then you'd probably have to edit that out you know for fear of nda demons coming out of the fucking you know (laughs) between like the space between worlds i am convinced there's a kill switch just it would not be the most surprising thing uh to be to be entirely honest with you like i know that we have all kinds of fucking procter and gamble scale clients not literally procter and gamble i'm safe I'm ironclad. Well, like, around there, yeah. Around there. On that scale. hmm I see you, uh, moving towards the, uh, the, what, eight paragraphs of shtick? It's not eight paragraphs of shtick. I just prepared a little dessert for us this week. It's nine paragraphs of shtick. Because schtick. you guys deserve it. It's ten paragraphs of shtick. And <laughs> I'm paid by the word. Anyway, I got thinking about... Because the really funny thing about this show, and a point we never got to as much as I thought we would, mm-hmm. is that this sounded like a way worse show because it also sounded like a certain type of show. Yes, it did. Like no, Blank I, Girlfriend. Could we actually Actually, cover we're going to push my we, things off. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah like, I, I would like to cover that because I was absolutely, um, for lack of a better term, I guess, expecting some fucking stupid fucking degenerate bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, starring, you know, some fucking, you know, flat unsympathetic pervert who you were supposed to think was funny uh and some paint by fucking numbers waifu uh that you were supposed to love and i got neither of those things i got this kind of um identifiably pathetic uncomfortable glance into you know many dudes not every dudes but many dudes past right it's like pretty woman for a generation of losers (laughs) and for Alright, help me out here. Chiziru? Let's see. Once more, you are fucking talking about... Oh, Chiziru Mizuhara. Chiziru. Okay, I was right the first time. Uh, And and for Chiziru, I get less 
you know, a, you know, sort of engineered in a lab fucking waifu the way that I perhaps unfairly criticized uh, Ochiko Araraka from Hirorak. <laughs> oh man, we used to just joke about the Petri dish. <laughs> just how there was just fucking an entire fucking Venture Brothers style <laughs> room full of her just in fucking tubes. <laughs> Uh, no, so, uh, and, um, she is less a paint-by-numbers waifu as just, you know, just, a, again, a fairly realistically written human, you know, just, who has decided to get by like this. Um, yep. oh, I remember when, when we were first introduced to the app through which this rent-a-girlfriend thing, um, you know, functions through, uh, right. all payment is processed in person. Uh, it seems bullshit. And My yeah, ass. Bullshit. They, it would be processed through the app, and it would be at least thirty or forty percent more exploitive. Like she would have to do the thing that every tutor in the world does, where you meet your clients once through the app, and then sort of sideline them into your back channel. And then the the whole thing, like it would be the humane thing to do, would be to like to tip her or whatever, because you know and she knows, but you don't actually talk about it. That you know she's getting paid fucking Bunkus. nothing through this app. Like sub Uber rates. <laughs> oh, oh, this isn't even a fucking real thing, and I've gotten depressed myself. Well, uh, thinking about the fucking Grubhub of fake girlfriends. The yeah, Grubhub it's a fucking or like mini bar or yeah, exactly. Yes, it is a fascinating scam that will be maybe legislated in about fifteen years, or will just be so hard coded into normalcy that people call you a communist if you bring it up. Much like any given improvement to American life. If they leave me no option but violence, that's going to be what ends up happening to Nart. That's true. That's true. But we don't Maybe believe in... Maybe I'll die. <laughs> and that'll still be better. Oh, cool. This is a sequel. This is right after the episode where I said the thing about bleeping the president. <laughs> We're in fucking trouble. You and I are in fucking trouble. Transition. Agent Edwards can suck a fucking cock. Now, some of the worst shows. I know you're listening, Edwards. <laughs> suck my dick. <laughs> you had a choice, and you chose to be a fucking cop. <laughs> hey, hey! At least like three cops will be spared, ish. Eh. All right, so. <laughs> Inspired by this program and some of its less effective company, mm-hmm. I had a vision. Mm-hmm. I had a vision of our next project. The project that's going to put Weeaboo Hell on the map. Good God. And good things happen I'm inspired. You know that. And I was inspired to just start designing just a premise and character set, just you know, the foundations of a series. For sperm jack girlfriend. I'll just let you, uh... I'll just let you do this. (laughs) Alright, so let's just start with the premise. It's the summer of love at UCLA. The plague's over, along with the American Empire. It's time to find love before the water wars begin. For most students, that means plenty of sun, plenty of late nights, and plenty of sperm jacking. Except for easygoing Ken Kawahara, who just wants to relax on the beach, far away from 20 years of child support. Can the girls of Dorm 5D snag a Trojan? 
before sperm jacking season begins. Any thoughts so far? Should I hate it? That's because you haven't gotten to, to know and love the characters yet. Characters. Mm-hmm. Ken K, our hero, an even-keeled graduate student whose hobbies include surfing, pot farming, and condom use. He's heard of sperm jacking before, but it doesn't sound like he's seen. He's still about to become the hot. <laughs> See, this just sounds like the fucking dating sim episode because, like, like, like there are, I'm sure, another eight paragraphs or so of this. Uh, I, I know what they are. He's still about to become the hottest sperm jacking targeted town. Arthur MacArthur, Ken's roommate. A men's rights activist and closet Nazi, single-mindedly opposed to all sperm jacking. Wouldn't it be crazy if someone sperm jacked him? He'd better be careful. See, it's more characterization than your average uh, shonen sidekick uh, ever actually gets. That's because I'm a fucking artist. No, no, it's because you, clearly you don't understand shonen because this man is not meant to be there. He's shown in romance or shown in rom-cams have room for one, count it, one male character. Anything else is just a fucking rival. And that can't happen. Or can it? Because it's also Darius Tut. Oh, see, now, like, the, that, now you fucked yourself just down to two. Ken's childhood best friend, who also goes through this school somehow. A casual scholar in the true history of black Americans, going back to the pyramids. It just... Yeah, the whole Darius Tut thing just clicked for me. <laughs> More importantly... Are we going to have to explain what a hotep is on this show? At some this point. This is about anime. At some point. This is supposed to be an anime <laughs> podcast. More importantly, a sperm-jacking fetishist that just can't seal the deal. I had to explain to one of my coworkers what a hotep was. What was that like? <laughs> like I, like I felt the entire time like I shouldn't have had to have done that, and that it was bullshit that I did <laughs> have to. Isn't it? Isn't we're gonna just feel sort of forced on you? Stan Norman, Ken's friend and mentor, a post grad student that leads Ken in his experience in life, academia, and repeated sperm jacking. After a decade of getting sperm-jacked by nearly everyone in his life, he's grown jaded with love and child support. It would take a truly special sperm-jacker to melt his heart at this point. There are too many male characters in this. Are there? Or am I about to pair everyone the fuck off? That's right, it's gonna be one of those shows. Because here are the ladies. Lena, the head professor in a history department, with ethically and legally uncomfortable personal relationships with her students and colleagues. A sperm-jacking veteran. Rich, poor, young, old. She sperm-jacked them all. <laughs> you know what's artful about this is that, you know, let's say there's a universe that exists where this exists. Everyone hates it <laughs> from every fucking political wing. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, she has plenty of mentees and children to look after. <laughs> she can't help but think that something is missing. That something? More sperm jacking. Edith. A philosophy and religion student, searching for the meaning of sperm jacking. New to the game, but ready to do her best. Edith might stutter and stare at her shoes whenever Ken comes around, but she knows that if she tries, she can sperm jack just as well as anyone else. How many more paragraphs are there? There are two more paragraphs. You can't see it. he's doing a sort of a wrap it up. <laughs> I hate this. And I hate it a lot. Supposedly smart. Pushes her glasses up and quotes child support statistics and paternity laws at length. Seems to be neither student nor faculty, <laughs> meaning her presence on campus is motivated entirely by friendship and sperm jacking. And finally, Sierra. A well-balanced girl with no interest in sperm jacking whatsoever, and Ken's green light across the lake. She's not romantically interested in Ken, but wants him to distance himself from the bizarre wave of sperm jackings besieging the city. Goes entirely ignored in favor of Edith. So was that good for you just now? That was amazing for me. That is what I fucking live for. <laughs> By the way, if you hated that shit, be glad that Sam is here. Because if it was not for Sam, this podcast would only be that. I never considered just how important I was. For want of just, a nail. Just how much of a fucking Hoover damn my presence was. I almost made this longer, but I just imagined you throwing shit at me. I think I, I would definitely have run out of patience after ten paragraphs. <laughs> oh, damn, it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> anyway, this has been Weeaboo Hell. It's, uh, it's Weeaboo Hell. Look out uh, in uh, spring 2022 for Sperm Jack Girlfriend. But, you know, if you believe in God, then don't. I don't know. I might make this a fucking Kickstarter stretch goal or something. I'm kind of into this. But, <laughs> no, no. Definitely the dating sims. Or, or, or robot hypocrisy. Oh, yeah, you know, a good oh, thing that we like. Oh, none of you fucking heard about that. Put it in the back in the back pocket. Let that be a, a fun surprise for the future. Okay, sure, yeah. But, yes, this is Weeaboo Hell. I am Denard Dale, vocal I malcontent. fuck 12. He is fuck12. I'm also fuck12. I'm, I'm Sam Legal, yeah. Anyway, uh, weeabuhell.com. Uh, Spotify. At, oh, nope, nope, I don't know what the Spotify link is. but you know, if you search Just search weeabuhell on Spotify. Spotify. You'll yeah, fucking there get there. Search it on iTunes. You'll get there. A lot of the secondary services were out too because they all sort of sp spider off of each other. I don't know how it works, but uh, it does. It does, or at least it works for them. And I think starting a podcast host is a way to make a really nice quick buck. Let's consider that. Okay. For now, I bid you all adieu. By the way, disregard the police.